Saiyan Vader, he'll fail every one of us. Do, 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 Saiyan Vader, he'll fuck up everything. Do, 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 do. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of You Have Failed with me, Saiyan Vader. Where, before we get started this week, once again, as always, I would like to reiterate that I, Sam Vader, and the rest of the uh, members of Sidjuarts do, of course, still stand with the Black Lives Matter campaign. Now, this campaign over recent months has actually died down in traction in social media. There's not as much about it anymore. Um, and we don't think this is right. And we are still going to talk about it. And we implore all of you guys, for if you want to join the conversation, to use the hashtag BLM or hashtag Black Lives Matter on any of your social media platforms and keep some sort of traction going on and keep the conversation going. You can also go to www.blacklivesmatter.com to either find ways of supporting the campaign, either monetarily or non-monetarily, or just find out information about what you can do on a day-to-day -day basis. But we do definitely still stand with the campaign, and we do not think the lack of media attention should stand and we think it should still be in the news and we should still keep fighting until we reach that quality. So please do keep using the hashtag on all your social medias and keep the conversation going because we need to keep talking about it until there isn't anything to talk about anymore. And that's that, I suppose. So we can now get into today's episode, which if you haven't guessed from the... Uh, very poorly sung and thought through song at the start of this episode, we're going to be talking about the 70s or 80s hit, I think 80s, I can't remember off the top of my head, Flash Gordon. Yeah, that's uh, it's an interesting film, isn't it? I did sort of mention it in the last episode, um, um, whether you know it's going to fail or not, and quite frankly... I still don't have a fucking clue. Um, this is a film that was introduced to me a few years back. I watched it in, in the living room with my dad. And to be fair, my first impression of it was, and this is the, let's say, the 80s or 70s version, the one that's got Brian Blessed in it. That's the best way to describe it. You'll know it all from the memes. Dive! Or oh, Gordon's alive! Anyway, so yeah, I was introduced to it a few, many, many years back now. I think about it with my dad. And to be fair, I always got like a, he-Man meets Star Wars kind of vibe to it. And I know obviously originally Flash Gordon predates both He-Man and Star Wars. But when you watch it, there's definitely the, especially the 70s, 80s version, there's definitely the vibes I get from it. Or maybe He-Man was based off Flash Gordon. And but I, considering I think it is an 80s film, it definitely took some inspiration from Star Wars. And it's, right, I watched it in the cinema. It would have been a week ago today of recording. So this is the Monday Obviously, the episode goes up on the Tuesday. Um, and genuinely, when I went into watching the cinema, they actually had to put a disclaimer up at the start saying the views reflecting it, reflected in this film are not acceptable today. And, you know, but they had to put a disclaimer because the film, it's a bit, bit sexist, a bit rapey at times, a little bit. Um, yeah, it's oh, the best way to describe the film is it's so awful that it's funny and that makes it good. Like the effects are crap. The scripts crap. The stereotypes are bad. The, the outfits, I mean, some of them are good. The, um, Emperor Ming's minion fella, 
He's he looks kind of cool. He looks a bit like Skeletor, if I'm completely honest. He's kind of good. I mean, Brian Blessed's costume. You can't really go wrong with it. Um, is it Timothy Dalton who plays Prince something? I can't remember their names. It's I don't want to remember their names. It's that sort of film. Like, you, you know, you don't really want to remember it. Um, and yeah, I just, <sighs> the best thing about the film, I'll be honest, is the fact that the soundtrack is done by Queen. And that's why I felt kind of bad that I butchered the song at the start. Because Flash, um, savior of the universe. Do, do, do. Like Queen is like, it's the best part of the film is, is the fact the soundtrack is, is done by Queen. When, when the rest of the film is laughable, but it's that laughable, it's, it's I, I don't even know. But it's then got questionable scenes. You've got the bit where Emperor Ming's daughter's being tortured and she's flat out being whipped. And technically it's quite a graphic scene, but then the whipping, it, it looks so obviously faked. But then she does have loads of cuts and stuff on her back. And I'm like, this is literally a weird thing of, really graphic but just so poorly executed and then there's also the questionable bit questionable bit where flash gordon's gassed like he's put in a gas chamber to be killed as a public execution and obviously he survives because some magic bullshit that doesn't really make any sense um yeah and it's and then there's the fact that emperor Ming sort of is implied to force himself onto women and the main character woman, oh, what's her name? I can't think. Dale, that's it. Dale, yeah. It's implied that he, he's definitely, oh, I don't know if he did force himself onto her or he, he was going to, but there's definitely, because they literally, some of the women servants who are obviously all dressed very revealing, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, there's a reason the disclaimer was there. I'm not denying it. And it's a sort of film that, I'd say if you do want to watch it, one, be prepared for an awful film that's so bad, but you will laugh. It's like, and, and enjoy, you enjoy it because it's that bad. But do be prepared for very, you know, old sort of views on women, especially. I don't think race really comes up, although Emperor Ming is a bit of a racist stereotype. I it, mm. Anyway, yeah, so there's a bit where they literally come in and, you know, they literally try and give Dale a potion. And she's like, what's this? And it's like, well, to make your time with Ming more enjoyable. And she's like, will it make me forget? And it's like, no, but it will make it a bit better that you have to remember, which is basically saying it'll make it more pleasurable for her. And it's, yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. And then, and then his soldiers are a bit weird as well. You've got the weird gas mask people that clearly aren't human. Cause when they die, they let out a horrifying screech. Like, <laughs> It's genuinely how it sounds, right? And, and oh, I'm really, as, as I think about it, I, I don't know how to feel about the film. Because on the one hand, it, it's really sexist, really rapey, just awful. On the other hand, it's that awful, it's laughable and good. Like, <laughs> I say, there's a reason you've got the meme of Brian Blessed, like, dive and Gordon's alive because it's just like who and there's not even really a final fight like that's one thing that it does genuinely I think disappoint me about the film because I think it's either in the credits or in the intro I can't really remember now you see like a uh, montage of comic panels from when Flash Gordon was originally written and stuff might be the intro 
and and you see a sword fight between Ming and Flash, and I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. And you think, oh, that might be in the film. That's definitely why, because yeah, that was my point I was going to make. But then you get into the film, and oh, they don't have that sword fight, do they? They have a talk on on the Birdman house, and Ming has a sword. I thought, oh, is this going to be the sword fight? No. And then you've got the final battle, and Flash Gordon literally spoilers by the way rams a ship into him and, and stabs him with with the pointy bit of a spaceship and like so there's not there's not a final fight the final fight is sort of they hijack one of ming's ships and then crash it into his castle to stop the forced arranged wedding of dale and emperor ming i really hope i'm saying it right is it emperor ming am i being the no it's, i'm pretty sure it is yeah, Emperor Ming the Merciless. Um, I mean, it's a great name. And, and normally I've got a thing for emperors, but you never know how to feel it. He's got his magic ring that freezes people. That That's the thing. Can't remember if it did it. It might shoot lasers, but I can't really remember. Um, you've got the little midget people. Another thing, right? Princess Aura, she, she has a little pet. Little, little midget alien man, right? And you think that's going to be explained or something? No, he's just he's just there. Like, there's no explanation to why she... Obviously, it's there to make it look like, oh, they're horrible, they're tyrants. Ooh. But at the same time, like, no. That's not... It's not, not, how, not how it works, guys. That's just... At least explain. Give him a name. See a scene of her being nice to him and you find out she's actually a good guy. No, that doesn't... Doesn't happen, and then then there's a bit where evil skeletal man, who's not really skeletal, has like basically says, "Oh, Emperor Ming, I want to marry your daughter." And Ming's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. You you can have her, even though she's married to another guy." Or yeah, I think she's married to Prince Peter Pan costume Timothy Dalton, um, who played Razalon in Doctor Who, by the way, throwing in a bit of a reference, and yeah, it. <sighs> It hurts my brain to think about this film. It really does. Like, <laughs> I just... this Because it's such a simple film, there's not even much to discuss. It's just... Just weird. And even the romance is rushed. Like, literally. So you start the film, and obviously they're on Earth. And Dale and Flash meet each other. And he's a famous... I think it's American football star. Yeah, it is. And she's something and they've literally met there and then within the events of the film which arguably okay takes place over to what two weeks but they're not together for the whole two weeks because she's kept prisoner at ming's palace i think it's two i think it's 14 days uh that the russian professor guy said they've got to save the earth i don't i don't know and it literally killing my brain cells thinking about this film so, but within the 14 days, she decides that she loves him. And like, that's, I mean, yeah, I suppose that was an early 80s trait, you know, sort of a bond thing where they fall for him. But I mean, love's a, I literally sat there thinking, love's a strong word. I mean, you've known him not very long. But I suppose if you spend that long being someone's, um, an evil emperor's consort, but not not really. Um, you you would probably. I don't. It's yeah. <laughs> you know when you're really trying to think, 
about good thing to say about the film. But you can't. Because there's nothing good other than the fact it's so bad. Like, I enjoy it. I do. And if I watch it, you know, you'll get a few good laughs. And you, you can you can enjoy the plot in quotation marks there, guys. I wouldn't say it's, it's much of a plot, but, but it's a plot. Um, but at the end of the day, it's also kind of, um, not, not a plot because, so basically Emperor Ming wants another play thing and he's like, Ooh, I shall have earth. And he starts bombarding the earth with abnormal weather and it's all really weird. The Russian scientist who got discredited for saying, oh no, someone's trying to attack us, and but clearly Emperor Ming was, and then he takes a spaceship up into space, and Flash Gordon and Dale get caught on the adventure uh, unwittingly, and he, the Russian guy should sort of also be a villain, but he becomes their friend really quickly after all being killed, and like nearly killed, and landing on an alien planet. And then... Emperor Ming's like, no, now I will destroy Earth, but I also want to marry Dale because I need a new wife and sexual partner because I don't have enough half-naked women around this palace. And then and then the thing starts and Flash Gordon... At first, he can't fight uh, some of Ming's soldiers, but then he gets given like an egg thing that he uses in American football, and suddenly holding an American football makes him stronger and faster than before. Because now he can just run into them and they fall over. And yeah, that happens a few times in fight scenes where he just, yeah. Apparently American football gives him superpowers. Um, and I get he's meant to be a really good American football player. But he's not going to get any stronger or better at fighting because he now has an American football. Like, also, I'll put it out, the lizard people costumes, Right. If you guys are listening to this now, go and just Google the lizard people costumes from from Flash Gordon and like they're, they're lizard costumes, <clears throat> but the eyes are inside the mouth, and I think that's meant to be the alien part of them. The fact that you know man lizards, but I'm like it's just it looks very sort of Doctor Who, like early Doctor Who's a sort of classic Doctor Who, not since the 2005 reboot. It looks very yeah. But I suppose that comes from the fact that Flash Gordon is also a British-made thing. It's a British film. Um, and quite frankly, you can tell. The effects are nothing short of appalling. Um, I'm pretty sure when you're doing the whole dive sequence, you can see some of the wires suspending the people. Also, when someone's flying in the air, the way the green screen worked, the person becomes slightly transparent as well. So you can, yeah, it's, and then the laser blasts, I mean, the way I look at it, you know, Star Wars, Star Wars held up over the years, the original trilogy, you know, some of the effects may look a bit dated, but for the most part, that original trilogy, they they still look stunning and fantastic today. Yeah, obviously they've been touched up a little bit, but this was remastered as well, so there's no excuse for, I think it's 30th anniversary, yeah, so it was 1980, uh, Flash Gordon. Um, just did that math in my quick math and bruv. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Jesus. It's actually killing my brain cells thinking about this film. So Star Wars held up over the years. I mean, you know, Star Wars still looks quite good, whether it's A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, or Return of the Jedi. The effects in those films still look quite decent. And there's a few jittery scenes. 
Like, I know there's the bit where Luke first ignites the lightsaber in Obi-Wan's home. That you can you can see the cut. But it's very small and minor. And you can look over it when the rest of the film looks as fantastic as it does. Whereas whilst Flash Gordon is very colourful and a beautiful film in that respect. The effects are awful. Honestly, it's... Yeah, the score is the only thing that really makes up for it, and that's because you've got the main themes being sung by Queen, who obviously is a brilliant English band, and if you don't like Queen, not the Queen, you could not like the Queen, and I will not have a problem with that whatsoever. You know, I don't, I don't care if you do or do not like the Royal Family. That's none of my business, and I'm not a big fan of the Royal Family myself. Um, but... Queen, the band, you know, we will, we will rock you. Boom, boom, and we are the champions, my friends. Do, 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 down, bow, and we will keep on fighting to the end. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, we hear it. Radio Gaga. Are you the real man? Is this just fantasy? God in the landslide. Sorry, I'm going to stop ruining all my favourite Queen songs. Like, I couldn't even sing Bohemian Rhapsody properly because I didn't want to actually ruin the song. Well, I had to fluff the lines because I was like, I'm not trying to properly sing this and disgracing what a brilliant song Bohemian Rhapsody is. Dun -dun 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 Mama, ooh, sorry. Um, the Queen's fantastic. So, and to be fair, the the Flash Gordon song, or oh, Flash by Queen, Flash. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm an awful singer. I'm not as good as Queen, obviously. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant song, and the song's fantastic for a film that doesn't really live up to it. But the ironic thing is, most people I know know the Flash theme song but not because of the film but they know it because i'm sure you guys listening might or, i don't know where you guys might be listening in another country and you might not have this advert but like there's there's a cleaning detergent thing called flash ultra right so they've adapted the song it's like flash ultra clean up the impossible do do and like so most people know the tune to that theme because of a cleaning product advert and to be fair the cleaning product advert probably has better acting for the mo no that's not true the actors in the film do a good job i mean for what the film is i think they really they gave it the old college try um i think it's the same sort of thing that you know you could have thought of mark hamill harrison ford and carrie fisher in the original star wars you could have thought you know, for how weird the script is, they gave it a good try. The difference is the Star Wars script wasn't bad and worked its way into the hearts of the nation. So all this techno babble and space nonsense that George Lucas essentially made up came across as okay, so it showcased the actors' performances even better. Whereas with Flash Gordon, everyone knows it's awful. Like, so no matter how good the acting is, you can't get over the fact that some of what's going on is just stupid like <laughs> it is a bit ridiculous and i'm gonna take this moment here to try and regain some brain cells
by plugging the sponsor for the week, which as always and uh, has been for a while, is King Styles Apparel, where you can pick up some brilliant, brilliant merch, either with the Klansman Unite collection, the Statement collection, the creators of King's Eyes collection, or most importantly, and clearly the best collection out there, the Fairly Aware collection. Have a look into any of these collections and get a wider range array of shirts hoodies shorts jogging bottoms phone cases eventually i think is a plan or an idea um hats and many other things that are either there currently if you're listening very quickly after this has been uploaded or are there now if you're listening in the future and if you are listening currently will be there in the future uh, I know me and the other creators are constantly talking and working with King's Eyes. He bases it off some of our episodes or whatever. I'm constantly working to create new designs to go out onto the merch store. So if you have a favourite creator on the Sigil Arts Network or just want to support us in general or all of us, do go and buy some of our merch. It would be greatly appreciated. And we'd love to know that we have fans out there who want to buy our stuff. Um, you know, especially for me, I want to know who my fellow failures are. So if you do end up buying any of my merch, please do at me on my Twitter and post a picture or put it in the Discord server, which I will now plug. Please do become a failure today and join the Discord server where we can have conversations, interactions, and I'm even intending to get people on the server onto my podcast when we have enough people in there that I can do it regularly enough and have actual discussions with fans of the show about maybe some of their favourite TV shows games movies etc a uh, link to that will be posted on my twitter uh i'm pretty sure i've pinned that post to my personal twitter which is at vader same please do follow me on twitter as well and of course follow the show uh at you have failed sv all of these ways are good ways to keep up with the show and its updates and also to keep up with me and to interact with me ask me questions and i will answer them to the uh best of my worst abilities um so yeah links will be posted there but you can also if you are listening to this on king's uh eyes dot life page or whatever the website is i've literally i think it's king's eyes dot life literally forgotten which is really bad because i go on that website a lot uh the links are also on the shows page on there you can just click on there and it'll take you to either the discord server or twitter where you can follow me and interact with me and your fellow failures. So also do share around the show. We are getting very close, guys, to 400 lifetime listens. And that is a huge, huge, huge achievement. Honestly, please do keep... I, I'm so thankful to all of you for listening. You know, I, t I try to work hard. No, I do. I, I try my best to work hard on this podcast and make the best entertaining content for you guys. So the fact that you listen weekly... And that we are gaining more and more listeners every week. And the fact that we'll probably be at 400 within this week or maybe two weeks, probably two weeks at the longest, we'll be hitting 400 lifetime listens. I mean, the listeners keep going up every week anyway. It went up by 39% in the last week. So thank you so much, guys. Please do keep sharing around the podcast with your friends, with your family. Bug them until they listen to the lead failure and realize that being a fuck up is not the worst thing you can do in life. So once again, a big massive thank you, and I can't wait to reach the 400 point where I will have a very special episode of You Have Failed coming to you when we reach that goal of 400. Without further ado, I must proceed to lose more of my brain cells thinking about Flash Gordon. Now, is it a film you should watch? 
you know what, I, I can't even say yes or no to that because, I mean, it, <laughs> if you have taste, probably not. And if you're looking for a film with content and, you know, a little bit of consistency and dash of quality, Flash Gordon probably isn't the film for you at this point in time. However, if uh, if you're looking for just some laughing at how bad something is, it might be the film for you because obviously you've got some films that are just bad, i.e. The Last Jedi, which honestly I would burn to a crisp. Actually, a bit of a tangent here, but that's fine. I'm known for that. On these on the show. Um, yeah, I was... I went to a mate's house on Saturday. We uh, having a night. He had some of his, a lot of his mates around. He was in the garden. We were playing games and stuff, drinking games. But I wasn't drinking because I was driving a few of my friends home. So I was being very responsible for once in my life. And uh, I was talking to this guy and he genuinely, genuinely, I kid you not, tried to defend The Last Jedi to me. Um, obviously, for any of you that know me or have listened to this podcast for long enough, you know I would not have had any of that. And I was not having any of that. And... Uh, I sort of tore all his arguments apart. He was like, well, it wasn't that bad. And I was like, really? How? Genuinely, he said, oh, no, I don't think they ruined Luke Skywalker's character. I'm like, I, I, I'm so, sorry, what? Do you, what do you mean? They didn't ru- Oh, yeah, so just completely changing him doesn't ruin... And then, oh, yeah, you know, killing off a brilliant idea. And then the whole Holdo bit, all oh, fantastic, honestly. It was like, well, um, I was like, yeah, come on defend yourself and yeah I, I did kind of bully the guy i didn't even know him. i met him that night um because <laughs> he's one of my my mates other mates and uh yeah I, I bullied him but in fairness everyone else defended me i was like like you what are you doing like what are you <laughs> i was like you and you're right you seem a bit tense i was like this guy is trying to defend the last jedi and everyone just turned around in unison and went what the fuck are you what do you mean defending the last jedi so you know i felt you know accomplished i was like and i just sort of glared at this guy and was like you dare question the lead failure and his final judgment on a film the last jedi is the biggest pile of steaming deuce i've ever seen in my entire life and uh yeah so i genuinely met a last Je- jedi defender uh, over the weekend and <sighs> never again never again but that's the point that is a film that is awful but not enjoyable flash gordon is awful but it's it's that bad that it's laughably good like you laugh at how bad it is because it's not like the last jedi which sort of ruins a pre-established franchise and has loads of horrible plot holes and just is just stupid but not in a endearing way whereas flash gordon it looks so bad it sounds so bad that you can enjoy the the crapness of it and does that make any sense to anyone i hope it does it's one of those things where like it's ironically good because it doesn't take itself seriously or if it was meant to take itself seriously it fails miserably at that because you you can't take it you can't you genuinely can't sit down and watch that film and take anything it says seriously. And that's why I thought, does the disclaimer really matter? Because you can't take it seriously. But then, obviously, as I say, some of the scenes are very suggestive and a bit 
outdated to a point where you do need a disclaimer or someone will complain and you'll get in trouble because it is very questionable at times with some of the stuff going on in the film. Like, you know, the gas chamber thing's a bit like, I mean, that was probably on the nose at the time. And then the whole sexual abuse or just sexism in general definitely obviously wouldn't be allowed in in a modern day film. I mean, sexualizing characters today is sort of frowned upon in general and this is extreme for that but if you sort of look past the sort of social norms and the uh yeah (laughs) the the changes and some of the more psa let's not do that stuff anymore it is laughably good with how awful the effects are how these good actors are being forced into doing some of the most ridiculous dialogue and scenes you've ever seen in your entire life. I mean, Brian Blessed, I mean, to be fair, what a legend he is. He's got a voice of a generation. And I mean, I think he's having the time of his life because he's just playing the leader of the Hawkmen who is just a loud buffoon, really. But I mean, he's just having a time of his life, you know, just whacking people on their head, being like, oh, yes, that's my Brian Blessed impression, other than saying the word dive or Gordon's alive. Oh, what's your thing? <laughs> this bit did make me laugh. It's that bad. So the ship's going to the Hawkman people. They're trying to capture Flash Gordon and, and the evil Skeletor lookalike fellow with the one golden arm sort of it's his ship but i was like where is he and then one of the soldiers activates a button you think a lift's going to come up no the guy's asleep in this little closet in the cockpit and he sort of rise the bed sort of rises up for this guard to speak to him he's like ah summon me when we get there and then just starts reclining back again and just falls back asleep in the cockpit of this ship and genuinely i really enjoyed that i think i was like that's quite funny. And if that was on an actual plane, that'd be sick. Bear in mind, obviously, it's not the pilot that's sleeping, so you don't have to worry. But I was like, yeah. But then, yeah, the whole forced wedding thing, that was a bit... I think anything like that makes me feel uneasy. Like, in any film, even if it's not as suggestive and not as against the social norms these days, like, you see it in other, like, medieval films, like, forced marriage, it always makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. I mean, romance in films... I've made it very clear isn't my sort of thing anyway. Um, if it's a subplot, it's okay. If it's done right, like Han and Leia, etc. Uh, but if it's done wrong, like Ray and Kylo, right? I'm sorry to anyone who likes that relationship, but it was a little bit forced. <coughs> Last Jedi. Uh, by the way, no pun intended there. I'm just happy I made that forced joke. Um... And yeah, that's done badly. And yeah, the whole forced marriage between Ming and Dare was a bit uncomfortable, but I think mainly because of everything that's implied beforehand. Like, honestly, who has a potion to make things seem more agreeable or make things seem more enjoyable that you're clearly not going to enjoy? I'm like, that's just... So many questions. Is You just don't want answered about that. But then the whole Flash and Dale subplot, it starts off well where when he's been imprisoned, he's like... Oh, you know, if I could turn back time when I saw you in that hotel, I would have gone up and spoken to you straight away and asked you out. I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. That's a sort of regret. Like, he he realised he liked her. He didn't speak to her until they got on the plane. And now they're in this life or death situation. So he's like, oh, if I could go back in time, I would have spoken to you when I first got the chance. Like, you know what? 
sweet move, you know, quite smooth, good job, but it's just like when a few scenes later, she's like, Flash, I love you, I'm like, really, I mean, you met him, what, week, two days ago, three days ago, I mean, a bit soon for love, mate, like, a bit clingy, Flash, find someone else, and then the ending's a bit, You'd expect, oh, you know, they'd go home after saving the... They don't even get back to Earth. They're stuck on this other planet. Like, yeah, they thank Flash Gordon. He becomes the hero of the planet. I can't think of the name of it. It's... Oh. And they do, like, a Red Arrows sort of salute and thank you, like, type thing. Like, thanks, Flash. Woo. And there's a big ceremony clearly ripped off from A New Hope where all the good guys are sort of standing at the top of stairs as everyone claps at them. And it's clearly like the fucking scene at the end of A New Hope when Han, Chewie and Luke get congratulated for blowing up the Death Star. And they don't give Chewie a medal because reasons. Um, and like they don't even get back to Earth, so I'm not quite sure what what that's about and there's even a cliffhanger where ming's ring ming's ring that's a fun one to, that's fun to say ming's ring ming ring ming ring is when your phone's ringing but in the 80s ming ring ming ring and sorry um <laughs> yeah his ring gets picked up by like a, sh a ha you don't see whose hand it is but someone reaches in and picks up the ring and i'm like Ooh, is there going to be a sequel? Obviously not. This film came out in 1980. There's not going to be a sequel. And I don't think anyone wants that. But they left it at, like ambiguously as if there was going to be. Like, ooh, did Ming survive? Did the skeletal fella, Karanat, Clitus, that's it, Clitus. Clitus, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And... Now I think about it as so well, I think the dwarf who's the little pet to the princess, Princess Aura, or one of the dwarfs, I'm pretty sure it's played by Kenny Baker as well, who is the guy who played R2-D2, I know he died a few years ago, unfortunately. But yeah, so it's quite a star-studded um, cast now I think, now I really think about it. You've even got like Max von Shadow, he's Emperor Ming, right, and in, for any context for Star Wars fans, he's the guy who played the old guy who gave Poe the map to Luke Skywalker at the start of Force Awakens, um, and he's been in a few other things like The Exorcist and everything, it, you know, it's quite a star-studded cast, and that's what I mean, you've got loads of good actors, he's got the original Crystal Maze geezer as well, or like the bold guy from the Crystal Maze, right, that, that you know, might have not been the original, I don't think he was, but him, he's in, you know the guy who wore the long leopard coat, yeah, him, he's in it, Right, it's <laughs> and you'll say you've got Timothy Dalton, Timothy Dalton, Brian Blessed. You've got a good cast of actors. You just scripts a bit shit in it, and then the effects. Like <laughs> maybe I shouldn't keep comparing, but at the same time I should compare A New Hope to Flash Gordon. One was made three years earlier, and the one that was made three years earlier was Star Wars. Right, and yes, both I suppose in premise are equally as ridiculous, but I think. For some reason, Star Wars worked, where obviously Flash Gordon... It, it, both went down as cult classics, but both for very different reasons. But acting aside, because I don't know how they managed to make the Star Wars script come out well when the Flash Gordon one just sounds like the most weirdest crap ever. But it's the effects, I think, are the most jarring in comparison. Like, you look at A New Hope, you had the lightsabers, you had... As I say... 
A New Hope has probably the worst effects of all the Star Wars films. It would. It's the original. In its unremastered cut. When you remaster it, it does look a lot better. But then again, as I say, this Flash Gordon that I watched was remastered. And if you compare the remastered New Hope to the remastered um, Flash Gordon, or even remastered Empire Strikes Back, which came out the same year as Flash Gordon, because I also watched Empire Strikes Back in cinema recently, right? Compare the effects in both films. One looks brilliant today and still on the big screen, like it could have been a modern-day blockbuster. One would not have survived and would not become a classic if it was made today. And that, of course, is Slash Gordon. It's only a classic because of how bad and endearing it was back then, whereas today it would have got ripped apart by critics and no one would have enjoyed it. Whereas Empire Strikes Back still looks good, the effects are clean, the script's clean... And you've also got the difference, though. Star Wars is not... Ba- Obviously, George Lucas took inspiration from places. But it's not based off anything. Flash Gordon has source material. I think there was an older film as well. I haven't seen the older film. Um, yeah, it's just... It's not... <laughs> I really don't know what to say about it. That that can justify why I like it. Like, I'm kind of trying to really justify in my head why I enjoy it. And one, it's Brian Blessed and the fact it's memeable. But does something being memeable make something good? I mean, don't get me wrong. The prequels being memeable, I think, is what made them a lot better in most people's minds. Um, you know, I mean, I I don't dislike the prequels. I mean, they're not the best Star Wars films. But Revenge of the Sith is really good. But... <sighs> Genuinely, I think, I have to say, the only good thing about it is how bad it is that it's laughable. Because I'm pretty sure that's the only reason it's still considered to be a cult classic. Because it's just one giant meme. Like, <laughs> and and the Queen soundtrack. I'm really, because I'm trying to draw my final conclusions in my head now. And I'm like, do I have anything good to say about it? I don't. This might be a unique one where it doesn't fail, but it doesn't not fail. But it's definitely not succeeded. But I just need to decide whether to fail it because I can still enjoy it. Oh, you're listening to my internal monologue now. That's what I'm doing. Because genuinely I've spent all week trying to think that's why this one's in really late recording I spent all week trying to think in my head of should I fail it should I not fail it got to the point where I was like shit I need to record this I'm working tomorrow I don't have time and and now I'm sitting here like I, I still don't know my internal clogs clocks cogs that's the one cogs really turning right now because on the one hand, it's awful, it's sexist, but I don't want to include the... Right, I won't include the social differences, because that's not fair, I don't think. But maybe it is, I'm judging it as a modern person, but... Okay, it, it's bad, but some. But then, even without the sexism, it, it makes, it's a bit uncomfortable with the sexual implications sometimes. The effects are dodgy. The acting can't save it, because... They haven't got anything decent to work with. It's laughable. But then that translates into it being good. And you've got a kick-ass song by Queen. Ah, 
Dun dun, dun dun, dun dun, final decision time. Dun dun, dun dun, dun dun, boom boom, boom boom, boom boom, boom boom. Flash Gordon, you have failed. Yeah, I. After a lot of umming and ahhing and mentally sort of putting my thought process out there to you right there, a very shortened version of it, obviously, and thinking just very briefly, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to give it the fail because it's a cult classic and you can enjoy it, yes, and if you do want to watch it and you do just want a bit of stupid fun and just laughing, like, quite an easy watch because you don't have to enjoy the plot or anything, you just sort of enjoy how bad it is. But that's the point to enjoy it. You have to accept how bad it is. And that's how I've made my final decision there. It's <laughs> the fact you can't enjoy it without accepting that it's a terrible film means that it is obviously a terrible film. So therefore has failed objectively. In a way, it also hasn't failed because you can enjoy it. And I do like the film. But overall, I, I can't give it a pass when really... It, it's not a good film because that's then not fair on films that are bad but better than that like I, oh, there are films i don't like that i think are really bad but they're better than that but i wouldn't give them a pass but because flash gordon's laughably good i'd then have to give it a pass and that's not them fair if it technically is a worse film so my final verdict there is yes you, um flash gordon unfortunately you have failed, but one, being a failure isn't always a bad thing, and two, I still really enjoy you. You're sort of on an irony fail. You've got your own sort of category, really. Like you're good. I enjoy you, but, but you have failed, and that will have to be my final verdict as I have wasted all of my brain cells trying to actually think logically about this film. So once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it that you take the time every week to listen to me ramble like a madman i really hope we reach that 400 soon and because i'm really looking forward to the special surprise we've got for you at the 400th episode so yes thank you so much for listening again and i will speak to you next week guys see you then